This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. Building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. Then let's look again at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I think I left you there. Notice what it says. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So he's going to tell us about what our fight, our spiritual fight, or the fight of faith is all about. Notice he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now the strongholds are the, uh, are the places in our lives that the devil has set up camp. Strongholds are the places that he's defending or attempting to defend against the word of God so that we walk around without what Jesus paid for. Notice how you pull down the strongholds, not by praying some special prayer. You pull down the strongholds by casting down imaginations. The word imagination is the word reasonings. He's talking about your thought life. He's talking about your thought life. Folks, the devil doesn't have access to your spirit. God lives there. You've been made a new creature, a new creation, a new species of being in Christ Jesus. And the devil is not in your spirit. Well, if he's not in our spirits, then how can he gain access to our words? Because your words come out of the abundance of your heart or your spirit. So how does the devil gain access to our words? Through our minds. If he can get you through wrong thinking about yourself or wrong thinking about God or wrong thinking about his word, and that's what the devil always tries to do. The devil always tries to question God's integrity or the truth of his word. He tries to do that through time and circumstances. He works overtime trying to hinder your prayer from being answered. And just as in Daniel's case that we talked about when he went on that 21-day fast, I'm sure during those 21 days somewhere along the way, I would guess every day, several times every day, but somewhere during that period of time, the devil's got to be telling Daniel, God's not going to answer you on this one. If he's going to answer you, you'd have the answer already. That's what he tells us about what we believe for, isn't it? If your healing was coming, it would have come already. If your finances were going to change, then they would have already changed. When he's the very one that's trying to hold things up and creating the delay in the meantime, he tells you that he doesn't have anything to do with this, that God just hasn't heard and honored your prayer, which means his word's a lie, which means he's unfaithful. And, of course, none of that is true. The devil is trying to hinder you and trying to get in your thought life because what you think on long enough will come out of your mouth. And once it comes out of your mouth, you have just doubted from your heart. Now, you need to know this. Thoughts that are not acted on die unborn. Thoughts that are not spoken die unborn. So it's not a matter of not doubting in your mind. If the requirement was never doubt in your mind, nobody would ever receive anything. Because even the greatest saint, every one of the greatest saints of God, have had doubts in their mind or thoughts of doubt come to them that their heart resents. The question is, what are you going to do when the thoughts come? The Bible says to cast down imaginations. Folks, please understand this. This is so important. The biggest stronghold, the biggest place that the devil's got in your life is in your mind. 
But the Bible tells us what to think of them. The Bible tells us to bring those thoughts of doubt into captivity, to cast down the imaginations and bring into obedience every thought. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, the Bible's telling you to think the word instead of what you see and feel. Never permit a mental picture of failure to be in your mind. Never permit. Now, you can't stop the thought from coming. You can't th stop the picture from entering your mind, but you can stop whether or not, or you can control whether or not you think on it. Remember in the Old Testament where the 12 spies went into Israel, Numbers chapter 13? They went in and they spied out the land. The Bible tells us that they brought back the fruit of the land. They found one cluster of grapes that was so big they had to carry it between two people. They brought pomegranates and other fruit back that was bigger and more beautiful than anything they'd ever seen before. In other words, it confirmed what God said about the land, the promised land, that it flowed with milk and honey. So they said, 10 of the 12 said, this is the fruit of the land. It's just like God said. But we saw cities with big walls around them. We saw armies that are stronger than us. And so 10 of the 12 said, we can't take the land. Now, do you remember what the Bible says about that? The Bible says they brought up an evil report. An evil report. An evil report. Now, what was the evil that they reported? To tell about the cluster of grapes and the fruit of the land and the land flowing with milk and honey, that's not evil. See, a lot of times, most of the time perhaps, when we think about evil, we're thinking of things that are immoral. We know that lying and cheating and stealing are evil. And many people, maybe not enough people, but many people would never entertain those thoughts. But the Bible says they brought up an evil report of doubt. Their evil report was to say, which reveals what was in their heart. Words always show what's in your heart. Their evil report was to say, we can't do what God said we can do. Their evil report was to say, we can't have what God said is ours. Now tell me what the difference is in that and the devil telling you you can't be healed. Tell me the difference in what the t 10 spies heard and did and the devil telling you that God won't meet your needs. What's the difference? There is none. You know why there is none? Because there's only one road the devil travels. It's always the same thing. No matter who it is or what the circumstances are that surround it, it's always the same thing. The devil will always try to make you doubt God. But instead, we are supposed to believe God and not the devil, believe the truth and not a lie. So the only way for us to pull down those strongholds, remove those strongholds that the enemy has built up in our minds, that wrong thinking about God, is to replace it with the truth of the word. To replace it with the truth of the word. How do we do that? We have to bring every thought into captivity. We have to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means we're going to have to examine every thought in light of what the Word of God says is ours. We're going to have to believe the truth and not a lie. That's why we say never permit a mental picture or image to be a failure to be in your mind. You're going to have to learn to think 
in line with what the Word says. Look with me over to Philippians chapter 4. Notice verse 6. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Well, that would include the prayer of faith. It wouldn't exclude other prayers too along the way. But it would certainly include the prayer of faith, the prayer of receiving. So be careful for nothing. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't have any anxiety about anything. And there's nothing to be anxious or have any anxiety about if you believe that God hears and answers prayer. Because all you got to do, 1 John chapter 5, John said this is the confidence we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, well, His will is His Word, the Word that we base our prayer of faith on. He said if we ask anything according to His will or His Word, then He hears us. And if we know He hears us, then we know that we have the petitions or the requests that we made from God. He's talking about the prayer of faith. So realize all we have to do is get God to hear us, and we have the answer. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if the answer was instantly materialized or instantly became visible in the physical realm? Wouldn't it be wonderful if as soon as God heard you, you had in the physical realm whatever you asked for? The fight of faith would be instantaneous, which means there wouldn't be one. Your stand of faith would be the few seconds that something would take to appear. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But that's not the way it works. Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, I think it's verse 13, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he said that they had made the word of God of none effect. Now, the word none effect or the phrase none effect literally means without power. They had robbed the word of God of any power in their lives. Now, the Word of God is the thing that created the universe. It's the most powerful thing in the universe. It is greater than any other power that will ever be or ever has been. It's the power that created everything that we see and know in this physical realm. And Jesus said that the Pharisees had made the Word of God of none effect by their tradition. Now, if you look up that word tradition, it literally means preconceived ideas. Wrong thoughts. They thought wrong, so they believed wrong. Just like this young lady that came to healing school. She thought wrong, so she believed wrong. And she was speaking wrong in connection with or compared to what it would take for her to receive. Folks, that's the devil's road. That's how he operates with all of us. If he can't deceive us, he can't stop us. Or let's put it on the positive side. If we focus on the Word and live our lives based on the Word, think in line with what the Word says. Act in line with what the Word says. Say what the Word says. The devil can't rob you from anything that Jesus paid for. Join Mike Webb and Foothill Family Church every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our weekly healing school. Healing school is for those who are in need of being healed from sickness in their body, as well as those who want to strengthen their faith in the area of healing. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as a man speaking the word of God into his heart. You exercising your authority in the name of Jesus by whom you have access into the kingdom of heaven to say, 
that for you, you are free from the influence of sickness and disease. Foothill Family Church is in Orange County at the corner of Bake Parkway and Lake Forest Drive, just minutes off the 5 Freeway. To learn more about how you and your family can connect with Foothill Family Church, simply log on to mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. Let me continue reading here in Philippians chapter 4. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Woo-hoo. That's what I want. I want the peace of God that keeps me in every situation no matter what. I want to be carefree. So that I don't have to worry about anything. All I have to do is know that when I pray, God hears and answers my prayer. And then just live my life floating around in flowery beds of ease. As Brother Hagin used to say. (laughs) But most people stop reading with verse 7. If you want verse 7, the peace of God that keeps your heart and mind, you're going to have to act on and do what verse 8 says. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true... Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, folks, I hope you've never fallen into this category, but there are a lot of people that say that they can't help what they think, and that's a lie. They may not want to try to control their thinking, but everybody can. If God told us to think on the things that have all these characteristics, and I have no doubt whatsoever that Paul has in mind, think on the Word. Because there's not many things outside of the Word of God that are going to meet all those criteria. See, it's not just a matter of something is true. A lot of people think they're not gossiping because they're telling the truth about what happened. But they're violating what the Bible tells us to do because it's not lovely or of good report. So if you look at these characteristics, there are not many things outside of God's Word that's going to fit the bill. But folks, you need to understand, you can think faith thoughts just as easily as you can think thoughts of doubt. We talked about the story of the, ten, uh, of the 12 spies that uh, spied out the promised land in Numbers chapter 13. Ten of them brought back an evil report. Ten of them simply said, we can't take what God said we could have. And God considered that evil. So if you're going to keep your heart from doubt, that means you're going to have to keep your heart from evil. The evil of believing the devil's lie. It's evil to believe the devil's lie when he says you can't have what God made for you. The Bible calls that evil. As I said before, so many times people think of immoral things and dishonest things as evil, and they are. But you're going to be tempted to think the evil thoughts of doubt more often than the other things. So 10 of the 12 spies said we can't do it. They brought up an evil report. But Caleb and Joshua were the other two. They saw the same things that the ten saw. 
They experienced exactly the same circumstances. They saw the same walls with cities around them, fortified cities. They saw the same armies of the enemies of Israel and the strength of those armies. They saw exactly the same thing, but both Caleb and Joshua said, hey, wait, calm down. We can do this. Well, why did they think that they could when the others didn't? Why did the ten think that they were unable and Caleb and Joshua said, we can do it? Because they're looking at what God said and not just the circumstance. They're not walking by sight. They're walking by faith in what God said. But the ten, that stirred them up even more. The ten said, we are not able to go up and take this land because of the strength of the inhabitants thereof. We are in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so are we in their sight. Now, notice what the circumstances had done to them. The circumstances had taken them from the place of knowing and realizing that they were the victorious people of God that had defeated, or we should, I guess we should say God had defeated for them, the strongest and most powerful army on the face of the earth, which was Pharaoh's army. Pharaoh was the world superpower, or Egypt was the world superpower. And God destroyed Pharaoh's army, and they never had to throw a rock. Israel didn't have to throw one spear. They didn't have to use one swipe of the sword. Well, see, that meant something to Caleb and Joshua. That meant that they had a God that would honor his word and do what he said. So when they see the inhabitants of the promised land, they said, this is no big deal. They're nothing against Pharaoh, so they're, obvious, they're even less than nothing against God. So what are they doing? They're attempting, Caleb and Joshua are attempting to take possession of the promised land first through their words. But the people believed the majority report. And the children of Israel brought up an evil report or sided in with the evil report of the ten spies. And what did God say? God said, Moses, tell them, as truly as I live, this is an eternal principle. It is as the oracle of God, an unchanging eternal principle. I will deal with them according to the words that they've spoken in my ear. In other words, every person there is going to get exactly what they said. And everybody did. The ten spies said it would have been better for us to die in the wilderness right here and right now. And they did. They were dead before morning. The children of Israel said it would have been better for us to die in the wilderness, and they did. Over the next 40 years, they all died out. Caleb and Joshua were the only ones in the bunch that said, we can do it, and 40 years later, they did. Now, that brings us to another important point regarding against every evil thought, every thought of doubt that comes against your mind. But you need to know that what thoughts are governed by. Thoughts are governed by associations, observations, and teachings. You ever been walking in the mall and walked by Mrs. Fields Cookie or one of those places, one of those bakery places? It may have been the last thing on your mind, but all of a sudden you're thinking cookie. <laughs> or we walk by one of these cupcake places that have the beautiful displays, and every one of them looks good, and the thought that comes to our mind is we need to try them all. <laughs> See which one is best. In the same way, the things that we observe will affect our thoughts. The people we surround ourselves with will affect what we think and what we believe. The things that we hear teach, taught, the teaching that we hear 
will affect what we believe. But the things that you're taught, because faith comes by hearing, the things that you're taught, the things that you allow yourself to be taught will impact your life. Caleb and Joshua were robbed of living in the promised land for 40 years because of the people they had to associate with. Now, theirs is certainly a different situation. We're not forced into it like they were. But the principle is true. The principles are true. Guard against every evil that comes to the mind. Let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you've asked God for. Never permit a mental picture of failure to be in your mind. If doubts persist, and they will, rebuke them. You're going to have to destroy every image, every vision, every suggestion, every feeling, or every thought that does not contribute to what you believe. Now, whether you know it or not, folks, this is the dividing line between winning and losing. This determines, this point determines whether or not you will win the good fight of faith or whether your, good, your fight of faith turns out to be a good fight or a failure. Destroy every thought, every image, every feeling, every suggestion, every dream that does not line up with the Word of God says is yours. And remember, you found those scriptures before you decided what you wanted from God, before you ever prayed. You're going to have to meditate constantly on the scriptures that promised you what you've asked God for. Let me close with this, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse 20. It says, my son, attend unto my words. To attend unto the word of God means to put it first place. That means to make a decision that you're going to go with the word of God no matter what. The devil will challenge that decision. He'll see if you mean it either through circumstances he tries to bring up against you or persecution, people that turn away from you because of your position on, uh, concerning the word or whatever. My son, attend to my words. Put them first place in your life. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Notice the things that it's talking about. It's talking about keeping the word of God in your heart. Well, that'd be the same thing as saying keeping your heart from doubt, wouldn't it? Since faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, if you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart, that means you're speaking it consistently or constantly. But one of the other characteristics, one of the other attributes that was just mentioned there, it says, let them not depart from before your eyes. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Let's say it this way. See yourself with the answer that the Word of God says is yours. See yourself. That's what Caleb and Joshua did. Caleb and Joshua saw themselves taking the promised land. They weren't focused on the, the strength of the enemy armies. They weren't focused on the height of the wall around Jericho. They saw it. They acknowledged it. They understood it wasn't going to be a cakewalk. But they still saw themselves as possessors of the promised land. Well, if they can do that, so can you and I. See yourself with the answer. If you're meditating on the Word of God consistently, if you're speaking the truth of the Word that you based your prayer on, whether it's healing or finances or whatever else it is, if you're saying what the Word of God says is yours, with any consistency whatsoever, you're going to have to see yourself with the answer. You'd have to see yourself as healed. You'd have to see yourself with your answers or your needs met. 
you'd have to see yourself with what the Word of God says is yours. That's the way God made us. God made us to think in pictures. When the devil brings thoughts of failure, he wants to influence you to see yourself as a failure. He doesn't have the strength or the power to force it. He can't decide what you think on or what you see. But he can influence your seeing. He can influence what you think. And so he wants to bring thoughts of doubt or thoughts of failure to each and every one of us. Often enough, consistently enough, put the pressure on us enough to where he hopes we'll start seeing ourselves the way that he's painted the picture of us being. And then we'll relinquish our authority by speaking words of doubt. But on the other hand, if we're saying what the Word of God says, even when the devil says that we'll not make it, if we remind ourselves and do like Jesus did, answer the temptation with what the Word of God says, what is Jesus doing? Jesus is keeping the picture of success in his mind. He's keeping the picture of success in what God has sent him to the earth to do. He's refusing to allow the devil to influence or alter what he thinks or what he sees in his imagination in any way whatsoever. Well, the Bible tells us to do the same thing, which means we can't. See, if God's told us to control our thoughts and bring every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ, if he's told us to do something that we can't do, then we have a right to challenge his justice. But the fact that God is just, him telling us what to think and how to see ourselves is proof positive that we can do it. He wouldn't tell us to do something we couldn't do. So see yourself with the answer. See yourself with the answer. Refuse to allow any thought, any image, any suggestion of failure regarding your prayer of faith to remain in your mind. Refuse. In so doing, you are keeping your heart from doubt. You're staying in faith. You're continuing and holding fast the profession of your faith. And your answer is guaranteed. Jesus said so time after time after time. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. We didn't read John 15, 8, but it goes on to say, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. God wants you to win. That's why he's told us how. Wouldn't it be silly for him to tell us how to win if he didn't want us to win? But he has revealed to us the answers, the answer to victory, the way to victory, the means of victory which is always his word. Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, keep your heart from doubt, stay in faith, and you shall have them. Use your faith today to cause God's will to come to pass in your life. Thanks for watching. Come visit us at Foothill Family Church. This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. Step number one is decide what you want from God. Decide what you want from God. And then there's another part to that, and that is find the scriptures that tell you that it's yours. Now step number two becomes real simple. Pray 
and believe you receive when you pray. Well, you're going to have to guard your heart. You're going to have to take hold of every thought. Join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Visit us online at mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word.